Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Don't Blame Me. We're in the quarantine, and Melissa and I are, I mean, we're not fighting. Melissa's mad at me today, I'm guys. Beef, we're beefing hard. We're beef- no, but I'm not beefing with you. I'm, I, I'm beefing like- <laughs> with you. It's a one sided fight. Yeah. Um, I'm mad. Okay. Yeah, would you like to tell people why you're upset? Um, I mean, if you're watching this, you can clearly see why. Because Megan usually comes to these things. See, when we first started, I was coming all glammed up. And then Megan wasn't. So, you know, <laughs> I stopped because I was like, why? And now today, Megan is radiating. You're frozen. Looks beautiful. You're frozen, too. Damn it! Uh, she's looking radiant and beautiful, and I look like a bum. No, you do not like a bu- look like a bum. You look fantastic. 
Um, and I think it's like an optical illusion that I've created because like my hair hasn't been like straight or like, yeah, straight in so long. And I just got my color touched up. Um, You've which got, is not my definitely choice. have stuff on your cheeks. No, I have makeup on too, but I'm saying like, it's not like, it's not more makeup than I normally would. It's just the combo of everything. You didn't even like, have on makeup the last time we recorded, period. No, no. I know. So I know, you no, do no, have on more. No, I do. For the no, recordings, no, you have saying... on significantly more makeup than what you've been wearing while we've been recording. Yes, but remember the day that I wore the romper? Like the white striped, like tank toppy one, and I had all the necklaces and my hair was in a low bun. I was wearing makeup that day, but, but I made I up was for it. too. Oh, okay. Because I was like, See, my hair was like in a bun. The difference is, is you. I had on makeup as well. And I didn't alert her. And oh, yeah, I'm, I apologize. No, you're not sorry. I am. Um, I truly am. But you look so cute and your hair looks great and I love your shirt. Thanks. And you without makeup is like, you're still like, you, like you, you look so good all the time. You truly do. I'm not, I'm not even fucking with you. No, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Fine. In, I'm going to get into the rest of the show. Um, everybody, this is Don't Blame Me, an advice podcast. And if you want to call in for an upcoming episode, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. International listeners, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Any housekeeping stuff that we have going on? I don't believe so. Am I, am I, am I 27 by the time this episode is out? Yes, you are. You are 27. I'm not looking forward to it. It's just an age. From 27 to 29, nothing happens. Like, even 26 to 29, it's like, it's just an age. And then you get to be my age. And you forget, you genuinely forget how old you are. And someone asks you and you say that you're two years younger than you are. And don't realize that you're wrong until like a week later when you're replaying the conversation in your head. (laughs) That's funny. I just like had, I don't know, for some reason, like as a kid, did you ever have any like specific ages that like would stick out? I mean, obviously like, oh, when I'm 18, oh, when I'm 21. But I, for some reason, like. I think 23 was one and 27 was one that and 29 like ages that for some reason as like a kid I thought I also like odd numbers that was like gonna be something and now I'm like what the fuck am I gonna do hi Megan um so I'm 22 years old I've been in the dating scene probably since I was about 19 and um I just recently came out as lesbian yay but um I have this problem where I seem to keep getting ghosted and it's like a routine now basically what seems to happen is i'm talking to someone for about a month we get you know pretty good with each other we go on a first date it goes really well um but then when the second date is being planned they seem to start ghosting me and i don't know i was thinking maybe if i call in maybe ask for some advice see if there's other people who have been in similar situations because i know it sounds weird but i don't think it's me Maybe it's the people that I am, you know, choosing to go on a date with. I am in the Midwest, so I don't know. Maybe it's the women around here. I have no idea, but I just wanted to call in, maybe see if there's other people that have a similar situation or if you have any advice. Thank you so much. Love the podcast. Love you. I mean, you called into two ghosters. Yeah. And I've... 
I also, to be honest, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I mean, I'm trying to think about, like, I wouldn't even say every time I ghost, it's like, it's like me and it's also the person. It's just that, like, we're not a good match. And I think that ghosting happens, like, I'm pro-ghosting, but my friends who aren't super pro-ghosting, the one date, like, that's kind of, like, the threshold where it's, like, so, so, so acceptable to kind of just ghost Mm -hmm. and, like, not be not respond or just like kind of like disappear and I wonder if you're just like going on dates with people who are just like really nice and like don't aren't confrontational and don't feel comfortable saying like oh I had a great like I didn't actually enjoy the date as much as I let on like maybe they're doing that aspect of it and so it's getting your hopes up yeah that they're just as into you and it might just be like over politeness which Mm -hmm. I'm not a fan of And maybe it's like your vetting process as far as when you're setting up the date. Are you making sure that these are people that actually like, what do you want? Do you want a relationship or are you out here just trying to like casually date and making sure that you're on the same page with that person? So um, making sure that, you know, like if you want a long term relationship, you're being upfront that say that you're not just dating a date. You want a relationship. Or if you just want to go on a whole bunch of dates saying, hey, I'm just dating around right now. And so it just might be that you guys are on two different pages. And I also think it depends on how long you're talking before you Mm -hmm. go on a date. Because I think there are some people who, like, don't want to text and don't want to talk from, like, dating apps and stuff before they go out because they're like, oh, what are we going to have to talk about? Whereas, like, for me, I would rather talk, like, enough that I know that I'm still into you. So then by the time that we meet up, I mean, not that it's, like, less likely that we'll... It's it just we've already kind of done more of that, like, oh, we already get to know each other sort of thing. So, like, as opposed to, like, the ghosting can happen, like, over text versus in person. Because it's hard, like, if you're just meeting someone on a dating app, talking really quickly, and then being like, oh, let's go on a date. And it's it's so fast. Then by the time that you go on the date, there's, like, a huge chance you guys really, like, aren't... You don't have that much in common. You're not super into each other. And that the ghosting is going to happen that's just going to be much more likely because I think that all of that doesn't point to you. But I would also say in terms of ghosting, it's it's because like they don't they're not they, not that they're not interested in it. It's how they feel, not how they feel about you specifically. That's like true. it doesn't have to be like a you problem at all. But like when I've ghosted people, it's because like, oh, I don't want to be friends with this person anymore. Oh, I don't want to do this. It's not like, oh, they fucking suck. So this is all about them. Like they did this to me. They forced me to ghost them. I'm like, no, it's my own decision. Like it's your own choice to ghost. It's the ghosters. Like that's, that's the person who's actively doing something. So I think it's good that you're not thinking that it's about uh, you because it's really not. And I don't think it ever, it ever really is. It's just Mm -hmm. a, a matter of like, two people who just like don't mesh or don't get along or just like aren't following through yeah but I mean you can also like if you like really if you like really want to know and if you like do ever start to worry that you're like oh is it something that I said or did you can always ask someone be like hey I know like haven't heard you from you in like a really long time uh like a couple months later and I definitely had a great time like going out with you and like honestly no hard feelings that you ghosted but like I'm trying to like figure out like where my dating life is going and like I'd love to know like it was it something I did like and I'm sure you could ask I don't know if people would respond and I don't know if I would walk into that like potential uh situation but I think it also just takes a, a good amount of time and like people that you date it's like practice yeah. 10,000 hours that's a lot of dating 
Well, best of luck. And I hope that the dates that you've been going on are um, virtual Zoom dates. Agree. Hi, Megan, Melissa, and Jess. Um, I am in my late 20s, and my boyfriend is in his mid-30s. Um, and we have been together in quarantine since the start of the whole thing, uh, mainly because, you know, neither of us wanted to be alone, and both of us were able to work from home. Um, we have not been dating for even a year yet. So that was, you know, definitely worrisome to think that we were going to be spending a lot of time together, even though we haven't been together for that long. Um, but everything has been going really well, actually. However, he has been starting to talk about us moving in together. And I definitely didn't want to like hurt his feelings or anything, which I know probably sounds silly, but I kind of went along with it. The more he brings it up and the more people he tells about it, the more uncomfortable I feel because I realize like I'm just not ready for it yet. And even though we have basically been living together this whole time, I would really just enjoy my space back <laughs> soon. Um, and he is like renting out a new place, which is not too far away. And he gets his keys in about a week. And all he's been talking about is like me moving in with him. And every time it comes up, I'm just like, oh, I don't want to do that. But it's not like I don't want to be with him or continue to see him. So I guess I'm just looking for like, advice should I be concerned that I'm not ready to move in yet I just I get that he's a little bit older and probably like wanting to settle down um and I definitely do too in the future but I would also very much enjoy being able to like go in my room by myself in my home by myself watching shitty reality tv by myself and going to bed by myself again um yeah, hopefully I don't sound like a total jerk. Thanks. Bye. First of all, we have to address, was that a fucking cow in the background? <laughs> it has to be, right? Like, I feel like I heard some distinct mooing. Like, I heard mooing. I hope it was a cow. I <laughs> some random person in the back going, meow. <laughs> wow. Um, this sucks. Yeah. It does. Oh, he's in his 30s. You're in your 20s. Haven't even been dating a year. I mean, okay. I will say as somebody who like lives with her boyfriend, I've like had other boyfriends where we're like, oh, we practically live together because we spend so much time together. Even Mons and I, like before he officially moved in, he like practically lived here. Practically living with someone and living with someone is so fucking different like it's just so different like because when someone is staying with you if they're not you know paying the rent or any of that stuff like they're no matter what no matter how comfortable they are you're still a guest and they still like there is that little bit left and you're also going to be like kind of more yeah you're not sharing your space you're kind of like you're still kind of hosting in a mm -hmm. weird way like you don't feel like you can do like like you said the reality tv thing like doing all the things that like you want to do just like solo um you have to tell him like now now like you have to stop stalling or just going along with what he's saying because he's making plans for this future with the two of you living in this place and that's not what you want at all 
So you just have to be like, hey, I've really enjoyed like having you around, but I'm not ready for us to move in together. So um, I'm going to keep my place and you keep and you have your place and then we can, you know, still spend time together. But at the end of the day, at this time, I want to be in separate dwelling places. Yeah, I it's. And his feelings are probably going to be hurt, yeah. and that's okay. Um, but because I mean, I'm curious. Like, did he? Did you go with him to like look at this apartment? Like, does like they probably did, did you it like virtually? Or like, did they help? Did you help pick? Like, did is yeah. is this like would he have picked this apartment? And is like, is he counting on you for like covering part of the rent? Like, when is your lease up? Like, when is all of this? There's all of these like logistics that come into play too. And I think that the most straightforward that you can be with him and just make sure I would start. I would lead the conversation with, I, like. I don't want the only thing about our relationship that I want to change is that like, I don't, I want us like not live together, but like, I still want to date you. Like I still mm-hmm. want this. And like, I it's still not want to be with you. And it's not like, I don't ever want to live with you. It's just like, I think that like we did this like relatively soon because of the quarantine and as much as like, it's been great. And like, it makes me like look forward to eventually living with you again. Like I'm also kind of like looking forward to like having like my own space and like my own time. And then like going back to like, dating you and Mm -hmm. like having that like fun exciting part of it too and like sleeping over at each other's places and all of that and I think he'll be butthurt and I think you can like obviously apologize for not being confrontational like not saying it right away but also just like express the fact that you're like I thought that's what I wanted and the more that I sat on it and then yeah he can be upset but he can't be I wouldn't I wouldn't allow it to be like a like let him be upset for a couple days and then like okay let's if, if if he is like, no, we have to move in together or like he's like so upset and like that's the only solution, then like that's that's he's too not much. the guy for you. Not the guy. Mm-mm. Also, maybe maybe deep down he's also feeling the same way. And he's just like being overexcited. He's like, yay. Can't wait. I'm so excited for us to live together. And you're like, me too. And both of you are like, oh. uh, I hope for your sake that and. It'll be less awkward if that's the case. Yeah. Well, best of luck. I feel like this is going to happen to so many couples who have just like lived together through quarantine and then are like, oh, we'll just keep doing it. Yeah. I feel like for her, though, at least she recognizes it and like she still wants to be with him. A lot of people are like in quarantine and then break (laughs) up and then they're stuck together. Okay. Well, should we go on to the next? Hi, I don't know if either of you guys will be able to relate to this, but there's a lot going on in my life right now and some guidance would be great. So to put it in context, I have severe anxiety and there's a lot going on in my life. Like I just broke my foot. Um, I just got a promotion at work. I'm studying um, a full-time degree at university. And then my boyfriend's mom just decided to get a divorce with her very toxic husband, which is my boyfriend's dad. So she's currently living with my boyfriend and I, and I feel like I'm living with my mom again, but she's really sweet. She's really nice. And I'm like trying my best to like help her. But my boyfriend's family is like very messy. 
um, I've been trying to like support her and like convince her that she should go to therapy and that like that would be really beneficial to her. But my boyfriend's sister is like yelling at her and like telling her to, that therapy's not a good idea and that that's just like stringing their father along um, and like giving him a false hope. And I just don't really know what to do. I've like come in between in this family. His sister's like being really hostile to me just because I tried to say that his mom should like go get therapy. I'm a th- firm believer that like everyone should get therapy, even if you haven't had like a trauma, therapy is really helpful. And yeah, I just don't really know what to do. I feel because I have a lot of anxiety, I feel really nervous to interact with her. I have only met her like five times before this and now she's living with us and yeah I don't know how to like navigate being safe in my own home and like I know that I'm safe but I don't know how to navigate being her being in my home it's such a big life difference and my boyfriend's like well she knows we're both adults like it's fine and I'm like um bit different you know so if you have any advice on how to not break this family and how to stop being so anxious in my own home. That would be really helpful. Thank you. Congratulations on your job. Yeah. Sorry about your foot. Oof. Now back Oof. into the other stuff. Um, I think like maybe this is just me completely misreading the situation i must i think that the sister thinks that you meant that they should go to couples therapy like from the way that you're describing it and saying like oh she like thinks that it's like giving her like the husband false hope and all of that and maybe you said like therapy she just took it to couples therapy or you said couples therapy but that's more along the lines of like how can how can they like what what it what is gwyneth paltrow what were there? What co, was there? Co, te, co, co, co. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, a conscious uncoupling. Oh. So if it's something like that, if that's what you kind of meant, but I think that that's how they kind of read it or how she kind of read it was was that it was about like fixing the relationship between no, them as opposed to like making herself better, whole and. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, she was in a toxic relationship. I'm sure there's a ton of stuff that she needs therapizing over. Yeah. And I would just bring that up again in, like, a helpful way. And I would, honestly, I would bring it up with your boyfriend and be like, okay, can, because this is the thing. It's not your family. They're living there. And, like, you sound like a fixer. And also because, like, your anxiety, like, they're there. Like, she's there. She's living with you. And, like, it's contributing to your anxiety. So then to, like, help her feel better will then in turn help you feel better. And so that's, like, you know, that what we do when we have anxiety, like, action items. Like, things mm-hmm. that we can do that can actively help us. And the issue with this is that it's somebody else who's also involved. And you, it's not your it's not your parent. So I would really talk to your boyfriend about this and be like, I'm experiencing a fuck ton of anxiety from all of this. And I really think like therapy would help your mom. And I think that your sister misunderstood when I like she thought it was couples therapy. I mean, individual solo therapy. And I think that like it'd be great if you could broach the subject with your mom and your sister and talk about it in that way. Because I think you're physically in the middle of this family. And I think you need to like do as much as you can to like remove yourself emotionally Distance from the middle yourself. of the family. Yeah. Yes. Um, but it's on your boyfriend to 
really step in because, but I also do know the whole thing of being like, oh, we're adults. Like my mom knows it's fine. You're like, okay, yeah, it's your mom. It's not my mom. Like, it's like, it's weird. Is she living with you guys like permanently or is it a temporary thing? I, I think that there needs to be boundaries. Like you need to create these boundaries and your boyfriend needs to be on the team with you to create the boundaries. And I don't know if you guys have ever like done like couples therapy together or if you have really ever explained your anxiety to him, but I find it really helpful to kind of like break it down. Like when he says something like, oh, well, it's like, it's, she knows we're adults. We're fine. And you're like, I totally understand that. Like the logical side of my brain totally feels that, but like we need to address the anxiety side of my brain. Mm -hmm. So I kind of need you to entertain these thoughts or these feelings that might seem like nonsensical to you. They're super fucking real to me. And I can't just like logic my anxiety away. Like whether, whatever it's you need, like whether you need like a conversation with him, whether it's like, okay, let's create these boundaries or these like this protocol that might seem like ridiculous for him. Like I have like, you know, my social anxiety one where it comes to like going out to like parties and stuff. Like I'm not spontaneous. Like Mott's knows he has to like tell me like a couple days before and then like give, I have ample time to get ready and I do all of this stuff, which is in his mind, like love him, but he's just like fucking stupid. But like he does it and like goes along with it because he knows that like it, my, I respond to it as if it is like fact and mm-hmm. if it is like a total reality thing versus like my own like perceived reality and anxieties. So I think you just really like I think the solution or not the solution. I think like what's going to make this better is your boyfriend. I think like this is this is a lot of this is on him and on you guys creating boundaries and you upholding your own boundaries and him enforcing those boundaries and making sure that you also uphold them and making sure that other people are also upholding them considering it is it is his family and um and yeah and also maybe just like maybe if there's a way for you to kind of just like detach from helping and like just kind of like let it be what it is and like I I'm I'm very much like a helper and I get that but if she's she doesn't want to go to therapy and like they don't really want to do anything and like because I don't know what the sisters want like what does the sister want like what is all of this sometimes it can kind of just be better to be like okay well what do you want like what can I do for you what do you need in this moment and then just kind of let it be as opposed to like trying to fix it or solve it because there's also not necessarily anything to fix or solve it could just be like riding the time out and just like letting it letting her be sad letting her go through that mourning phase and like letting her be angry and um, if you're like an empath or you are just like, yeah, a highly sensitive person or an anxious person, like you can really absorb those feelings and it can make you want to like fix things. But then from there, it's just hanging out in your room more, like just like doing like self-care things, to, like let her do her own stuff. But I do not envy this situation. Me either. Best of luck. You need all of it. Yeah. But congrats on the promotion. Okay, guys, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Okay, guys, we are back from our break. We're getting to the rest of the calls. To start off, uh, I'm 22. Um, I just graduated college. And I've been single my entire life, like, to the point where I haven't had a first kiss. Um, I'm a virgin, all that good stuff. Um, And there's some past trauma there that 
makes my brain say that I'm incapable of receiving love, which I'm working on with the therapist. That's not why I'm calling. Um, I guess why I'm calling is like, I have had all of these thoughts and like these thoughts in my head that say like, I'm completely incapable of emotional intimacy or physical intimacy. And, um, for years, I was unable to put in a tampon or, like, get a pap smear or anything. And then recently, I had to go get a pap smear, and um, we found out I had something called vaginismus, which essentially means um, <laughs> when they're, like, gorilla grip coochie, it's like that, except it feels like knives trying to be inserted inside me. It's quirky and cute. Um and, like, I'm going to see a pelvic floor physical therapist, which, like, works on that, um, as well as doing talk therapy and stuff. I guess I'm just frustrated right now because, like, I'm 22, and I feel like this is a problem that I don't see often. And this, it just feels like, especially with this new diagnosis, that, like, okay, not only in my head do I feel like I will never be able to find love or fall in love, and that's just not in the cards for me, but now my body is saying it too so it's like if I were to find someone who like could love me like that I have this not only emotional baggage but physical baggage of like I also can't have sex with you at the current moment um yeah I guess I don't even know what kind I don't even know what I'm looking for what question I'm asking I just I'd love your thoughts or feedback or whatever so thanks y'all Stay safe. I love you guys. Thanks for always providing something to listen to that makes me feel good. Bye. I like your attitude. Oh my God. Yeah. You've got a great attitude. I look like I'm like not listening. I am, but I wanted to pull up this girl. Is it in the Facebook group? No, but I, that is also a reference to, we had someone post in the Facebook group about how, how do you pronounce this? I don't know. Yeah, not totally sure, but exactly what you have described as having. Uh, someone posted in our Facebook group about like having it or, or being suspected and kind of reading up and thinking that she might have it. We've had a lot of people in our Facebook group who there's, have it. Yeah, and there's also a lot of... You're not the only person that has called in with this issue yeah. either. So and you're. Not, it's mean, not... It's more common than you think. I just don't think a lot of people talk about it. No, they... and, and but But it's something that like I... In learning about like endometriosis, which I didn't learn about until like I had heard about it. Like I remember my OBGYN like or someone saying something that like I always knew that there was like a history of really bad cramps in my family. And I never knew that like what endometriosis was until I like became an adult and kind of like did my own fucking research. And that's that's when I've also learned about this, too. But there is a she's a, a writer and she, her name is Lara Parker, and she is, I know her originally from BuzzFeed, and she's actually been, like, super, super, super fucking helpful in, like, the articles that she's written for BuzzFeed about um, endometriosis. I'm pretty sure she also has this same, she's got a lot of, like, pain. She can't necessarily have penetrative sex and has a lot of pain with all of this, and she actually has a book coming out called Vagina Problems, um, and it's literally oh yeah about endometriosis diagnosis uh sex work and it's also about yeah she's got okay so she has a diagnosis of pelvic floor dysfunction vulvodynia vaginismus the one that you mentioned and vestibutitis which i'm not totally sure what they are but they're all 
vagina problems in her words. Um, and her book, it comes out October 6th, 2020, but she's written a ton of stuff on Buzzfeed and she's like really like vocal and active about all of this kind of stuff on her Instagram and her Twitter, which has been like, people have sent me her stuff, which I think is like really, really, really helpful. But, um, I think that like, uh, like I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't like deal with this. So I can't, I can only like go from like my assumption of it, but like, I think like when we have physical pain and chronic pain and anything like that, and then there is like an emotional component of it that whether you're not in pain in that current moment, like that mental stuff stays Mm -hmm. with you the whole time. And I think it's great you're doing physical therapy. I think it's great you're talking to your therapist. I would really, I would really like urge you to bring these conversations up to your therapist. And then also I would bring these conversations up just to your friends in general and just have some like other young people to talk to, even if it's not necessarily about like, oh, like I'm dealing with all of this pain and that kind of stuff. But I think that I it sounds like th- that there there comes this like, oh, there's this physical pain and then there's this this psychological aspect that you're dealing with. But they, yeah, they go hand in hand and then one stays all the time. And like that feeling of like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm never I I don't deserve love. I'm never going to get it. I'm mentally and physically incapable of these things. Um, Yeah, I I think you're doing all the right steps. And I think you're calling us before you've gone to the physical therapy thing. And Mm -hmm. I think after like you bring up these same things that you just gave us. Um, if you didn't, you're, you've probably already been to your appointment at this point, but um, bringing them up. And I think that your phone call, if you would have made the phone call after you went, then you would have, this would have been a different call. Yeah. Um. So you're doing all the steps. So good for you. I think maybe one component that's missing and it's kind of like what Megan touched on is the, um, community around it so um i think that you that having a support group um of women would also help with that um i have recently discovered how great reddit is i thought reddit was just like a bunch of dudes that were just having bro problems and it was going to be like this like awful place but it's all it's actually very supportive and like when somebody Mm -hmm. starts to post something bad then it gets deleted almost immediately so um maybe checking reddit there probably is a subreddit about this topic and or finding a community online of other women around your age um and then going back to like the love part like you're you're in your early 20s you're so young like you have time you have time so like don't feel like that you you don't deserve things or you're never going to get things because you haven't had them yet. You're on, you're on your own timetable. So don't judge yourself based on what other people are going through. And it only has to happen once. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that like I had a very I'm which maybe, you know, or maybe, maybe people don't know. I like despite like having a podcast and being on social media, I'm like super emotionally closed off. Like I'm not like a cry to my friends kind of person. I am not a talk about my feelings kind of person. Never have been. Um, and I fully like I had those feelings of being like I fully thought I was incapable of like loving someone or liking someone in like a deeper in a deeper way. Like I had like, oh, yeah, like high school boyfriend and like I mm-hmm. I liked them. But then it got like 
there was always something stopping me. Like there was always this barrier there. And then by the time that like I got older and like more shit happened in my life and I was just like more emotionally closed off and like I would I was deeming myself emotionally damaged. I was like, I literally hate everyone. Like I have no desire to date anyone. I like even if people were interested in me, like I did not like them at all. I had no desire to go on dates. Like I was just like emotionally, like completely emotionally shut off and closed off. And I would also look into attachment theories if I were you, because that is uh, avoided, dismissive, avo- avoidant, dismissive or something like that. And I didn't even know about attachment theories until Shan had come on. Shan Boudram came on the podcast and I said something about like me. And then she goes, you should like you definitely were this style. And then I think you, you've you moved on to this style of attachment theory. Um, And I completely relate to that sort of feeling. But and I know that it can be, and at least like what I did, it was like so easy to kind of like blame, like, oh, this is all the shit that fucking happened in my life. Like, of course, I'm not going to be able to have a normal relationship. Like, I looked at like everything and like my past and everything as like a cause for why this would be my forever future, as opposed to being like, no, like, mm-hmm. sure, like maybe, maybe those elements and the fact that like you didn't have like a great like family life and relationship like played into the fact that you didn't like get into these other relationships go- going on, but like that's not the end. Like that can explain like why my journey has been this way. But like, that's not like a fate. Like, it's not like you're destined and designed and this is how you're, it's going to end up. And I think like, again, like the therapy and then physical therapy too, and all of that stuff, you're like you said, you're doing every single thing right. And then once you can kind of just figure, go about it in your own way, like do it your own way. And that was something that was hard for me too, to see my friends. My friends are serial daters. Most of my friends are serial daters where boyfriend, they would, they would constantly like being very active, going on lots of dates and then seeing if they like them and not. And I am the definition of like, I've, everyone I've dated sans like the couple, a couple guys I dated in college were all friends. Like I've only ever dated really, really close friends. And then when I moved to a city where I had no friends, like what the fuck, how the fuck was I going to supposed to like end up dating? And so I didn't kind of conform to what everybody else was doing. And I just, I did it kind of my own way. Like I put some blind trust in the fact that I'm like, if I work on myself and I like focus on myself, then eventually I will get to a point where I want to date someone and I want to do all of that. And I think if you don't want to do that at that, at this like current point, that's okay. And I think like maybe address like maybe you don't know if you want to or you think you want to, but I would just match up your actions and your feelings and kind of like self-assess. Like I'm a self-sabotager. And if you recognize that you've been doing that, then maybe it's like, oh, maybe I don't want to date right now. And maybe I'm like pissed at myself for some reason. This is like a self-loathing thing. And I'm using dating as a vehicle to punish myself. Like maybe I fucking step away from that and focus this more on therapy. Mm -hmm. But I would... Also, yeah, I would just urge you, you also don't have to, not that you said that you do this, but I think like we can get into a habit of like just using therapy to talk about like trauma. And like if you've spent therapy talking about like really intense, really, really heavy things, those things influence the rest of your life and who you are and how you make decisions. And so then when it can feel really trivial to talk about dating or like like being single and not liking it, they're completely and totally related. And a therapist is happy to like discuss those things with you but I would just urge you to like you said find a community find people that you can kind of talk to through all of this and even if it's just like your friends and just talking about like your feelings a little bit more I think the more emotionally vulnerable you can be with the people that you like you trust and the people that you care about I think it'll make it a lot 
easier for you to get used to doing that with people that you start dating. But I fully agree on Reddit. Reddit was how I found out about uh, Nancy's Nook, which is an endometriosis Facebook group run by like these doctors and who like have done all that stuff. So I found out that through Reddit. So I'm sure you could also find Facebook groups through Reddit too um, that are like a part of that whole like community. But it's so much more common than people talk about. Nobody talks about vaginas. We do. But like we do. But um, as a whole, I think as a whole, I think we should be talking way more about vaginas. Well, I think like we should be talking about like vagina health. Mm -hmm. That's not in relation to like, like heteronormity and like sexiness. Like, I think the most things that you ever hear about vaginas are when you're fucking them yeah and then the odor like in the Mm -hmm. smell like oh and like that's there's these concerns about like oh like well my vagina smells like what uh." and it's like well it's a vagina it's with what do you think it's supposed to fucking smell like but there's all of that versus like all of these other like things that nobody else talks about that are like about the actual like function Mm -hmm. of your fucking vagina i was telling mots yesterday we were i think i was watching a tiktok or something there's a gynecologist on tiktok called dr mama jones she's fantastic i love her she also has a youtube channel and she tweeted me like i like tweeted her and she like tweeted me and responded and i like fangirled, fangirled. i was like woo um cuz i was asking she about pregnancy brain and adhd and i was like is it really bad and she goes oh yeah i have adhd and i have kids it's awful um but she it, it might have been hers that she was talking about um getting your tubes tied. I don't remember the exact like medical term or whatever, but like how I was like telling, I was telling moms, I was like, you know how you like usually have to get like a husband to sign off on that? Like, it's like on average, like you have to have three kids. You have to be like, I think 30 years old and you have to have oh, over 30 and you have to have like your husband approve it. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah. So like, even like, even like lesbian couples, like two women who like, let's say like it's two, two women who have no desire to carry children either of them at all or one of them has no desire to carry children has like terrible endometriosis awful pain all of that kind of stuff no she can't not allowed and he was like what like what do you what do you mean and like that whole thing was just like I so did not know that oh it's so mind-blowing i think and might like, have, i think you might have told me this before but i didn't know before you and there's people who have like posted about it in uh like some of the endometriosis groups that i'm on And like they've had doctors who have said like, no, you'll change your mind. You'll want kids. And it's like, no, I don't want kids. And it's like, well, no, like you don't know. Like you might have a husband later down the road. Like you don't want your husband to then like can't have kids because you made this rash decision. And it's like, it's not rash. Yeah. I it's just insane to me. My sisters, if they had to have their husband, because they both have had their tubes tied. I need to ask. I want to ask them if they have. But they both and they both have kids, though. Mm hmm. So I want I, I I would I don't know if it's all three at the same like it has to be like you have to like hit all three markers, but it's it's incredibly hard to get one if you are a single person with re- those reproductive organs. Is it seen if you as are a, an elective surgery? Yeah, and it's crazy to me, and it's also crazy to me that like it's like this whole like. It's such like a like it's such like a backwards sort of like mindset that sucks to hear that is still so like dominating in like the medical field. That's not just like, let's just say like fucking like alt right, like rural fucking south. Like it's something that happens 
everywhere. everywhere. And it's it's like, OK, so this is like not that this is happening at Planned Parenthood, but I'm saying like there are like I'm like we can be in a state where like abortions are like legal and like like Planned Parenthood is all around. And there are still doctors not at Planned Parenthood, but like there are doctors in like liberal neighborhoods who are being like, no, no, we, like you need your husband. That's our protocol. It's Yikes. fucking insane. But yeah, people only care about vaginas when they're pushing out babies. Or, well, that's still the same thing I was going to say, or trying to stop women from having abortions, yep. but it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. That's the only time that they care about the life. health. And life. The health. Yeah. Life. Only fucking time. Only fucking time. It's bullshit. Absolute, absolute bullshit. Okay, should we go on to the next one? Hey, Megan and Melissa. I had a situation I wanted to ask you about. My boyfriend has had a closed box of condoms in his nightstand since the fall when I went on the pill and we stopped using condoms. And recently I found that they were open and I asked him about it. And he said how he had used one to masturbate so that it was an easier cleanup. And um, I had never heard of this before. And we talked a bunch about it because in the back of my mind, there's a small voice saying like, oh, he could be lying. He could be sleeping with someone else. Uh, he's been very reassuring and I really don't think he would cheat on me. But there is always that small voice. Um, he also brought up the point, which is quite valid. We've been quarantining together. So we each have our own apartment still and we walk back and forth from one to another. But we sleep at each other's house about six times a week. So there's not a lot of time that he could be cheating on me. But it's just slightly... I I do trust him. I really do. But there's a small, tiny voice in my back of my head that's saying, if he is a fuckboy, this would be his excuse, right? Oh, nice, short and quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've heard of this. Um, okay, I just texted Watson. and he said, no, not a thing. Mm. I mean, logically... Uh, I, I fully I fully understand like the the mental fucking like gymnastics going on in your head because I'm feeling the same way and it's not me because I'm like logically it does make sense but like it also does do you know what I mean like it's like it really feels like a 50 50 thing to me I think it's just like a trust thing do you trust him or not and it sounds like you don't because you're questioning it um but like do you have a way to verify that this is it? You don't. You just have yeah. to trust that that one night that you weren't together, <laughs> that he was just jerking off into a condom and not somebody else. Uh, but how many? You got to count. You got to count how many it says on the box of condoms and then how many are gone. Because I think the thing that's a little... Because the thing that if you've known that it's a closed box since the fall... That's almost a year. Mm -hmm. And to me, like, to me, that's just like, that's the part that's like a little odd. Not like, oh, it's like, this is like a brand new thing that he, I mean, I guess it could be like a brand new thing that he's like suddenly like He's like, trying. I don't want like a wet spot in the bed tonight. So I'm going to jerk yeah. off into the condom. Which some dudes like put it in a sock. He just yeah. did it into a condom. I just... I don't know. I mean, I think it's exactly like you said, like you you're calling, which means that like there is some doubt in your mind. And I I would feel the same. I would feel the same way, like because if this was something he was doing all the time before, then I would be like, oh, OK, but this is new. 
Yeah. And also just like the ease of cleanup, like you're at your house and like it's quarantine. You're stuck at home. Like no one's coming over except you, your girl, like your girlfriend. Like why now? Like why now? Why this sperm? Like why? Like the, it just seems it seems it seems like you're saying it seems like kind of like the fuck boy excuse that it's it's just it's just sus and it's just weird and this is like my other fucking thing too that like even like let's say he's not like lying but like sir you're gonna see this you're gonna find this out like don't do anything that can be like i I deemed as like super suspicious and can like look like something really fucking bad if you're gonna do something that you're like oh this looks really bad this could look really bad let me let my girlfriend know ahead of like something along those lines as opposed to just waiting for you to find it and then because that's, or, me, that's it could a just, or it could just be like he didn't think it was a big deal. So he didn't mention it. That's true. That's that's true, too. But I I think that you I don't think that you trust him as much as you think that you do. Um, And that could be because of your relationship and it could be actively him or it could be like past relationships. Um, But. I would snoop. Like I would just I would snoop. I would I snoop. Would've I would immediately s- looked in trash cans. Yeah. But like Look at this trash- point they're gone. So it's gone. So Yeah. I mean, I would look at uh I would like see I don't know if you guys have like locations on your phones. You I I would make up some excuse for the fact that like you listen to <laughs> you I was gonna say a really scary podcast, not this one, but like you listen to something and it, like freaked you out and like you've been walking or just like make up something that was like, oh, like let's like have our locations on each other's phones or when he's in the shower, like look through his text messages and all of that stuff. And I think if you don't want to do that, then I think you then don't do that. And then I think you trust him. But I think if you need to snoop and when we say snoop, just you're be snooping because you yeah. You're going to find something. So if you want to snoop, it's because you know that there's something there and then you're going to find the thing that's there. So I it, it's it, it can be impossibly hard to bi- blindly trust somebody. Mm-hmm. Um and he's given this is this situation is it's weird, it's suspicious and I think it's could go either way, but I uh, you just have to decide if you want to know. Mm-hmm. Like if he cheated on you, do you want to know? Because some people don't want to know. Some yeah. people like it. So you either have I, to take what he said. And if you want to be with him and this is the relationship that you want, you either have to take what he said at wholeheartedly or you take it as a grain of salt. Which one do you want? And if you take it as a mm-hmm. grain of salt, you got to deal with the consequences that come with that. Yeah. And I would also just urge you to like. This sound this is gonna sound like crazy girl. But I would also just urge you not to logic it away. Mm-hmm. I would just go with your feeling. And I think if you have a feeling and you want to snoop, snoop. Don't let him be like, well, I'm here with you six days a week. Uh, all like giving all of this sort of thing. Because if someone wants to cheat, they'll cheat. Yeah. Like it's not a matter of like pure convenience and like to to plant those seeds of doubt. Like if you have a seed of doubt that he has cheated, follow through on that and figure that out to like however you feel content and comfortable. But Focus on your feelings and whatever's going to make you what, what you need, not like letting him or or having him like just like, yeah, explain it away. If you find nothing and then he ex- like that to me is like 
if, if it were me in the situation, like I need the cold, hard facts and evidence that like you are not fucking involved in. And then like we can talk and you can talk to me after and like explain it or like give me a reason or justify and we can have a conversation. But I need unbiased fucking factual information so then I can make my decision on how I feel. And I'm not basing off how I feel, how you feel and how you're telling me I should feel mm-hmm. like what your idea of the reality is. But um, yeah, I hope I hope he's not. I think you're right. It could it could really just be like, oh, I've done this before. And this was like a or I've like done. I like heard about it and I was like, oh, why not? Like, let me try. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like could also be the alternative. Yeah. Ugh. That sucks, though. But um, let us know what happens. Call us with an update. And if you snoop, just prepare yourself. Mm hmm. Do we have another one? It's all for. It's time for Don't Blink In. <laughs> Woohoo! So, what episode is this from? So, the original call was from season six, episode six. And the original caller, she was on vacation with her boyfriend's family and talked to her boyfriend's mm-hmm. little sister about sex and buying birth control and things like that and so here's somebody's calling with similar situation and experience oh wow hey so this is actually a call for like the don't blame them so i just listened to the episode where the girl gives her boyfriend's younger sister sex advice and then says that she's not having sex even though they are So what I was going to say is be careful and be aware of what can come of that because my ex-boyfriend had a sister who was two years younger than us. And this is when I was like 20. So this is about five, six years ago. But anyways, she thought she was pregnant. She came to me and asked if I could go get her a um, birth, I wish it said birth control test, a pregnancy test. And I did. I know she could have gone at 18 and got herself one, but she was nervous, and I went and got her one. Anyways, months, months, months later, she got in a fight with her mom about how she didn't feel comfortable with with her and told her about her pregnancy scare and how I was there for her during that. She wasn't trying to throw me under the bus, but it created a very, very weird dynamic. And during family events, the parents didn't really like me anymore. So I don't regret what I did, but... You know, if you plan on marrying this guy, luckily I didn't marry that dude, but that's going to create an awkward family dynamic because a 14-year-old is going to talk to her mom, even if they're not close. It could come out in something like that where she gets mad and is trying to throw it in her face. Like, hey, you weren't there for me during this. This person has to be. But the adult is not going to take it like, oh, I'm so glad that person was there for you. It's going to be more of a, that person did not have permission to do this to you. That is not your guardian. And why, 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 why we had this person in our house that didn't come to us and tell us, which again, it was a different circumstance. She came to me and it wasn't for birth control, it was for a pregnancy test. And, you know, I'd do the same thing again. However, just giving a stance of where it can go a little awkward. So that's just my little tidbit on that. But also, yeah, don't lie about having sex. If you're doing it, either don't talk about it or don't lie. Just you can simply just say, I don't feel comfortable answering that question. Or if you want to make light of it, be like, ew, that's your brother. Like, and just like laugh it off. But don't just straight up lie to her face because like Melissa said, she's 14, but she's not an idiot. But love the podcast. Love both of you. Bye. Wow. That's a really good point. I didn't think about it in that sense that like it, like even if it's not brought up, like to her throwing 
someone on like throwing her under the bus that mm-hmm. and like there there I think especially when you're younger there is a lot of uh well this person's so cool or like this person's parents are so cool and like that kind of a thing but when it's like your son's girlfriend yeah. and that's messy well Very I'm glad messy. she didn't end up with this guy either because that is awkward as fuck yeah and she was 18 so it was like she's even like she had the ability to make her own decision and not talk to uh and not she didn't have to talk to her mother and she didn't have to talk to this girl but like she still did and she still yeah. got thrown on their bus and this is and the original caller was in her 20s and talking to a 14 year old so it makes it a little worse mm-hmm. we had a bunch of comments about it in the i think it was the facebook group or was it on like the youtube Both. comments of of, yeah, people who are like, no, this is not going to end well. Like, this is, it's, it's like as much as like, yeah, we should talk to children like they're adults. There's just a, a level of recognizing that like their frontal lobes aren't fully developed until mm-hmm. they're 25. And so it's like, there's some things that like, A, they're not like emotionally mature enough to handle. But then there's also sometimes being like, okay, well, if you're going to tell a kid this heads up, they might, they might just like say it mm-hmm. to somebody else and like. It's it's covering your covering your ass with with that. I remember like even just like this is obviously like a very different age difference, but like I remember like the first time like I like was babysitting these kids and uh they like fa- like I like mentioned they'd asked me about like my boyfriend or ever mentioned something about it and then like her parents were like yeah Megan's had all night talking about her boyfriend. I was like no I didn't. Like, and it's like they, yeah they even over exaggerate everything like yeah. Even like with my niece, she's 13 and she like comes to me and talks to me about things. But you know what? I immediately go snitch it to my my sister. It's not like I'm just like keeping it. I'm just like the cool aunt. If it's something that I feel like isn't appropriate, I'm going to tell my sister. Mm-hmm. I remember the specific story that you told me. <laughs> I died. Yeah. It was great. No, you it's and you guys also have such a good like it's you also you guys like so many girls and it's just this like dynamic of like oh this did 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 and I love it. You guys need a reality show. I would watch it. It would be a great reality show. I, I think it would 100% be. would love it. Maybe one day when covid's free I'll do a little teaser. <laughs> Please do. Please fucking do. Even just like if our text messages ever get leaked, they could just be like a book of like funny shit. And you guys all like you guys all like you look you know how like some families don't really look alike like you guys all look alike like so well and like you all fit to, and there's like kids involved and like your parent like the whole <laughs> thing is just I would watch it so so hard and I've I've seen some of the text messages and just the the, the witty yeah. snappy back and forth I love it. I love it. And also, like, you know, my favorite part of, like, your mom, uh, when your mom picks favorites and then everyone knows. I like that, too. Like, it's just such a... We had some of that uh, this past week. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, that's it for our episode, guys. If you want to call in for an upcoming one, you can leave us a voicemail at 310-694-0976. I thought the computer froze for a second. And then I looked down and realized that, yeah, if you were not unfrozen, your brain just wasn't cooperating. Yep. 
And if you want to email us, if you're an international listener, you can send us an audio message at meganpodcast at gmail.com. Did you almost forget that one too? Yeah. Dude, I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, follow us on Instagram, our individual Instagrams, and then our podcast, Don't Blah Meme Pod, if you want to check it. And then what else? Nothing. Do you want to promote anything? No. I've okay. promoted everything twice at this point. I think we're good. You're like, fuck them all. Um, <laughs> if you want to get my book, uh, do it. If you want to buy my presets, do it. If you want to go on Instagram and like wish me a happy belated birthday, do it. It's going to be a whole week late. Yeah, but I'm sorry. It's the month of August. It's Leo season. It's my birthday month. Um, And oh, yeah, leave us a review on the uh, podcast app. We would highly, um, highly appreciate it. It would be highly likely that we'll check it out and appreciate it if it's a good comment. And if it's a bad comment, we will send it to each other and mm-hmm. talk shit and speculate on who it is. Mm-hmm. That's not the thing I think is do. not saying we do that. But that's the thing I think is so funny about like we're both like sleuthy as fuck. Like and we so are. And so then when like we get hate comments as opposed to like people who are like, oh wow, that really hurt my feelings. Like ours are like, let's figure out who's fucking mm-hmm. this. Because we have such an active community of people who are like a part of it and like hate comments that are like, oh, they talk about Zodiac so much or like blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't care about that. But like the ones that I'm like, who are you? Yep. Who is this? Also, did you even listen to the episode? Because I think you just got triggered by one call Mm -hmm. or something else. And then you got mad. It's true. Um, okay. All right. We'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, executive produced by Melissa DeMonts, edited by Katrina Henning, and music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.